legends six and seven of old testament legends by m r james this librivox recording is in the public domain legend six solomon and the demons in an ancient greek book called the testament that is the last words of solomon the story is told of the way in which solomon overcame the demons and made them serve him the tale is put into the mouth of the king himself when i was engaged upon the building of the temple in jerusalem there was a lad the son of the foreman of the builders of whom i took notice for he was a clever workman indeed so skilful was he that i increased his wages and his allowance of food above the rest yet in spite of that as i saw him by day i noticed that he was becoming thin and weak and pale so one day i called him and asked him whether anything was the matter with him at first he would not tell me but when i pressed him he said i know not whether you will believe it o king but a strange thing has been afflicting me every night when i go to my bed something comes and sucks my right thumb and moreover it steals away my food and i feel that it is taking away all my strength and i believe that it is an evil spirit when i heard that i went back to my palace and thought earnestly and consulted the writings of the ancients and i prayed that a way might be shown to me how i could set the lad free from the power of the demon and after some days there came to me an angel and brought me a ring with a stone in it on which was cut the figure that is called the pentalpha and within it the name that may not be spoken and he told me what i must do with it on the morrow therefore i sent for the lad and gave him the ring saying take this and to-night when the creature comes you must cast the ring into its bosom and say in the strength of the name king solomon calleth thee then rise up and come running to me and be not afraid for whatever the demon may say to you so that night at the accustomed hour the wicked demon orneas came to the lad's chamber with intent to suck his blood and take away his food but the lad remembered my words and cast the ring upon the demon saying come for solomon calleth thee and set off at once to my palace but the demon shrieked out after him boy what hast thou done take the ring from me and i will give thee the hidden gold of the earth take it off and bring me not before solomon but the lad took no heed and running into the palace he called to me o king i have brought the spirit as you told me he is there before the door screaming and entreating me and promising me the hidden treasures of the earth if i will not force him to come to you then i rose up from my throne and went out into the court of the palace and saw the creature in the form of a flame of fire quivering and shrinking and i stood over it and said what is thy name and it answered orneas and i bade orneas reveal to me in the strength of the ring how i should make him subject to me and he told me where his abode was and how he afflicted men and all that i asked him then i sealed him with the seal of the ring and appointed him to hew stones for the building of the temple thereafter when i had considered what i should do i called for orneas and delivered the ring to him and bade him bring before me beelzebul the prince of all the demons so orneas went to beelzebul and found him sitting upon his throne and said 
solomon calleth for thee and beelzebul said scornfully who is this solomon of whom thou speakest and orneas cast the ring into the bosom of beelzebul and said again solomon calleth for thee and at that beelzebul uttered a mighty roar and cast forth from his mouth a great flame of fire but he must needs rise up from his throne and follow orneas and stand before me and when i saw him i gave thanks to the most high who had given me power over the demons and i spoke roughly to him and he promised to bring before me all the demons and that they should be subject to me and do all that i commanded them and i appointed him to saw blocks of marble in pieces for the work of the temple but when the other demons saw their lord and master laboring like a slave they shrieked aloud and were sorely dismayed after that i sent for many of the chiefs of the demons one by one and questioned them concerning their deeds what diseases they sent upon men and what secret things they knew and how they were to be subdued and when they had told me i bound them and set them to work upon the building of the temple now the shapes in which they appeared before me were manifold one was like a beautiful woman but she had one foot like an ass's hoof and another like a man without a head and a flame of fire coming out of his neck another like a great dog these two i bound together and the dog kept watch over the headless man and the flame of fire that came from his neck gave light to the workmen by night there were also dragons one with three heads and one with the head of a man another had a face that shone with a green light and hair like serpents but the rest of his body was darkness and yet another was a dark man with shining eyes and a drawn sword in his hand who said that he was the spirit of one of the old giants who perished in the days of the flood and of some i saw no shape but only heard a voice but over all of them i had dominion and i appointed them tasks some i made to carry water to the builders and some made ropes others melted the gold and silver and others lifted the stones so the temple was built speedily and i solomon enjoyed great honour and peace and tranquillity in my kingdom and the kings and princes of all the regions round about came to visit me and brought me precious gifts and my kingdom was greatly exalted now in those days as i was sitting on my throne in the midst of my palace and orneas the demon was standing by me there came before me an old man one of my workmen and cast himself down before me and cried to me to do him justice against his son for his son ill-treated him and beat him and plucked out his hair when i heard that i had pity on him for he was an old man and weak and i sent for his son and asked him why he dealt so with his father but the son denied it saying i am not so given over to wickedness that i should strike my father be it far from me o king i have done no such evil i sent him away therefore and called his father again and bade him be reconciled with his son but he said nay but let him die the death wherefore i was perplexed and it was in my mind to give sentence against the young man but it happened that i looked at orneas the demon and saw that he was laughing so i sent the people away and said to orneas accursed one why dost thou laugh at me he answered 
well forgive me o king it was not at thee that i laughed but at this wretched old man because he is contriving an evil death for his son and lo in three days his son will fall sick and die then said i is this the truth and he said it is then i sent for the old man and his son and said to them strive to make agreement between yourselves and after three days come again to me and in the meantime i will send you your food from my table and they did obeisance and departed and when the three days were past i saw the old man come into the judgment hall and he was dressed in garments of mourning and his face was sad i said therefore to him where is thy son and he answered i have no son this day have i carried him to his burial so when he was departed i said to Arnias, how was it that thou knewest these things and he answered it is thus o king we who are spirits can fly up into the air under the firmament and we hover about among the stars and overhear the decrees that go forth from the heavens against the children of men when they are appointed to die but we cannot abide there for long and so we become weak and fall like the leaves from the trees and when men see us they say look there is a falling star but they are not in truth stars that fall since the stars have their appointed place in the heavens like the sun and the moon but it is we the spirits of the air who are in appearance like stars and i sent orneas away and marvelled greatly again in those days there came to me a letter from adares the king of the arabians saying to king solomon greeting we have heard of the wisdom that has been given to thee and that thou art a compassionate man and that thou hast power over all spirits that are in the air or on the earth or under the earth now be it known to thee that there is a destroying spirit in this land for every day at dawn there arises a wind which blows for three hours and it is so venomous that every one on whom it blows dies and it kills the cattle also now therefore we entreat thee in thy wisdom to devise some means and if it may be send us a man who can capture the spirit and if thou canst do so then i and my people will be tributary unto thee and arabia shall keep peace with thee and we beseech thee make not light of our petition for we are in a great strait and so farewell when i had read this letter i folded it up again and gave it to my chief counsellor saying bring it again to my remembrance after seven days then i thought upon the matter and after the seven days i called one of my servants and said to him make ready a camel and get an empty wine-skin and he did so now the wine-skin was made of a whole hide of a beast so that it had the upper parts of the four legs remaining upon it the legs being sewn up and the neck open i said to him further take this ring and go into arabia to the place where the venomous wind blows and take the skin and hold the ring in front of the mouth of the skin towards the wind so that the wind shall blow through the ring and when the skin is blown up you will know that the demon is inside it then hasten and tie up the neck of the skin and seal it with the ring and put it upon the camel and bring it to me 
but if on the way the demon promise you gold and silver and treasures to let him go see that you do not obey him but rather make him reveal to you where the treasures are hid and mark the places and come on to me now go and good success be with you so my servant set out and came to arabia and the men of the country doubted much whether he could capture the spirit but when the day was dawning even the first day after his coming he rose up and set the skin with its mouth towards the wind and laid the ring in the mouth of it and the wind blew through the ring and entered into the skin and puffed it up and the man caught the neck of the skin and closed it and sealed it with the ring in the name of the most high then he abode yet three days in the place to make trial of his success but the poisonous wind blew no more so that all the arabians were assured that the demon was safely shut up and they rejoiced greatly and gave him many precious gifts and did him great honour and when he set forth to come back to me they accompanied him to their borders so he brought the skin back to jerusalem and put it in the midst of the temple now at this time i solomon was somewhat troubled because i had a great stone made ready to be placed upon the corner of the temple and none of my workmen and none of the demons were able to lift it and set it in its appointed place but i was exceedingly desirous to put it there because it was of such beauty and excellence and on the morning after my servant was come back out of arabia I went down to the temple, thinking by what means I could lift the stone. And as I entered the temple, I saw the skin, and it rose up and hopped seven paces, and fell on its face, and did obeisance to me. And I marveled, and bade it stand up, and it stood on its feet, puffed up with wind. Then I asked, Who are you? And a voice answered me from within the skin, I am Ephippus, who dwell in Arabia and i said what can you do and it answered i can overturn king's palaces and wither the green trees of the wood and i can move mountains then i said are you able to move this stone and lift it up and set it upon the corner of the temple and it said not only can i do so o king but if i have the demon that is in the red sea to help me i can bring up the great pillar that is there and set it in whatever place you command so i said lift up the cornerstone and the skin first of all became flattened as if the wind was gone out of it and slipped itself under the stone and then it blew itself out again so that the stone was lifted up upon its back and it walked upon its stumps bearing the stone to the ladder and climbed up and set the stone safely in its place upon the corner of the temple and i was greatly rejoiced and all jerusalem with me after that i sent Ephippus to fetch to me the demon that is in the red sea and commanded them to bring with them the great pillar and after a while i saw the pillar being borne through the air and was astonished at the strength of the two demons and when i considered with myself how mighty they were and how they could shake the whole world in a moment of time i feared to let them go i made therefore a circle about them in the air with my ring and said stay there 
and the demons stayed holding the pillar sloping between heaven and earth and there they are to this day and if any one looks he can see the pillar sloping in the heavens but the demons he cannot see but when they let fall the pillar then will be the end of the world footnote i believe that the pillar is the milky way it is certainly meant to be one of the constellations End note. then i questioned the demon of the red sea and he told me how in old times he resisted moses in egypt and helped janis and jambres the two wizards who fought against moses and how when pharaoh followed after the children of israel he went with him and when the sea returned back and drowned the egyptians he was overtaken by it and shut up in the depths and he remained there until Ephippus came and brought him to me thus i solomon had power over the spirits of the earth and of the air and of the water and made them serve me and my kingdom was exalted and there was peace in my days but when i became mighty my heart was lifted up and i committed foolishness for i saw the daughter of a certain jebusite and loved her exceedingly and asked for her in marriage but her kinsfolk said you shall not take her to be your wife except you worship our gods even the great gods remphan and moloch then i said i cannot worship strange gods why would you that i should do this they said because they are the gods of our fathers and i refused then i went to the maiden and entreated her and she also said i will not hearken to you except you worship my gods so i departed from her but after a while she sent me five locusts by the hand of a messenger saying take these five locusts and crush them in the name of the god moloch and i will be your wife and i did so and forthwith my glory departed from me and i forgot my wisdom and became weak and foolish in my mind and the heathen woman compelled me to build temples to the false gods to baal and remphan and moloch and my spirit was darkened within me and i became a byword among men and demons therefore have i written this testament that men might remember me and think of their latter end as well as of their beginning legend seven the story of abedmelech the ethiopian and of the death of jeremiah when the time was come when it was ordained that jerusalem should be laid waste by the king of the chaldeans god spake to jeremiah the prophet saying depart out of this city for i am about to destroy it for the wickedness of them that dwell therein but jeremiah answered suffer me i beseech thee lord to speak a word and he said say on and jeremiah said wilt thou indeed deliver thy chosen city into the hands of the chaldeans that their king may boast himself against it and say i have prevailed against the holy city of god not so lord but if it be thy will to destroy it overthrow it rather with thine own hand and he said neither the king nor his power shall prevail to destroy it unless i first open the gates thereof to him come therefore at the sixth hour of the night to the city wall thou and baruch the scribe and i will show you what i will do jeremiah therefore rent his clothes and put ashes upon his head and went and found baruch in the temple and when baruch saw him he was dismayed and cried out what is the matter 
and when jeremiah had told him that which was proposed concerning the city he also rent his clothes and they remained both of them in the holy place all that day weeping but at the sixth hour of the night they went out and walked upon the city wall and suddenly they heard the sound of a trumpet in heaven and there came down angels bearing torches of fire in their hands and alighted upon the four corners of the wall of the city then jeremiah and baruch perceived that the desolation of jerusalem was indeed at hand and jeremiah cried out to the angels i beseech you destroy not the city until i have spoken a word to the most high so the angels stayed their hand and jeremiah said lord now we know of a truth that the city will be delivered into the hands of the chaldeans tell us therefore what wilt thou that we shall do with the holy vessels of the temple and he answered commit them to the earth and say unto it hear o earth the voice of him that separated thee from among the waters and seal thee with seven seals unto seven ages even until the time wherein thou shalt be renewed in beauty keep these vessels of the sanctuary until the coming of the beloved and jeremiah continued and said i beseech thee show me what shall i do for abedmelech the ethiopian because he showed me great kindness and delivered me out of the pit wherein zedekiah cast me and i would not have him see the desolation of the city for it would grieve him to the heart the lord said send him to the vineyard of agrippa which is on the other side of the hill and i will shelter him until i bring back the people to the city and as for thee go thou with thy people to babylon and remain there to comfort them until they return hither and let baruch abide here until i send him word then he commanded the angels and they brake down the corners of the wall and loosened the foundations and made weak the fastenings of the gates and after that a great voice sounded out of the temple saying enter ye enemies and come in ye adversaries for he that kept the house hath departed from it and the angels went up again into heaven but jeremiah and baruch went into the temple and took the vessels of the sanctuary and delivered them to the earth as they were commanded and forthwith the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up and for the rest of that night they wept and lamented and in the morning jeremiah called for abedmelech and said to him take a basket and go to the vineyard of agrippa and fetch me some figs that i may give them to the sick and needy among the people and the blessing of god go with thee and abedmelech set forth on that same morning the host of the chaldeans surrounded the city and a trumpet sounded in heaven and they came against the city and the gates gave way before them and the wall fell and they entered the city and laid it desolate and took the people captive but jeremiah took the keys of the temple and went outside the city and threw them up towards the sun saying o sun i say unto thee take these keys and keep them until god shall require them of thee for we are not found worthy to keep them any longer and they vanished out of his sight then he returned and the chaldeans took him prisoner and carried him away to babylon but baruch fled and took refuge in a tomb and there he remained in great sorrow of heart now abedmelech had gathered the figs and filled his basket and by the time he had finished the day had become burning hot so he sat him down under a tree to rest a little and then laid his head on the basket of figs and fell into a slumber and he slept for sixty-six years without waking 
and when the sixty-six years were over and the time of deliverance of the children of israel was near abedmelech woke up and said to himself i should have been glad to sleep a little longer for my head is still heavy i have not slept my sleep out and he uncovered his basket and looked at the figs and saw that they were oozing with juice and said again well i should like to sleep yet a little but i am afraid i may have overslept myself and if i do father jeremiah will be disappointed for if he had not been in haste for the figs he should have not sent me out so early so he rose and picked up his basket of figs and put it on his shoulder and went back to jerusalem when he came near the city he could not recognize it and when he had entered the gate he could not either find his own house or see any of his acquaintance he said therefore within himself some strange delusion has come upon me i have missed my way in coming over the hills it must be that i was not fully awake this will be a wonderful thing to tell jeremiah when i meet with him and he went out of the city but when he looked back upon it he could see that it was indeed jerusalem and he said it is surely the city yet there is something wrong he went into the city the second time but he could find none that knew him and he said god preserve me verily a delusion has fallen upon me and went outside the city and sat down with the basket of figs saying here will i sit until my eyes are opened and i can discern the truth after some time he saw an old man coming from the fields and said to him old man what is this city i pray you the old man said it is jerusalem abedmelech said where are jeremiah the prophet and baruch the scribe the old man answered, You are certainly not of this city that you inquire concerning these men. Jeremiah is in Babylon with the people that were carried away captive by Nebuchadnezzar the king. Then Abedmelech marveled and said, If you were not an aged man, whom it is not lawful to mock, I should have said you were mad. How many hours is it, think you, since Jeremiah sent me to the garden of Agrippa for some figs for the sick people, and I went and gathered them and slumbered for a little under a tree, and have just now brought them back, and here they are with the juice oozing from them, just as when I picked them. And you say the people and Jeremiah are gone to Babylon? And he opened the basket and showed the figs, and when the old man saw them, he said, Verily, my son, God has had mercy on you. He has spared you from seeing the desolation of the city. Behold, today it is sixty-six years since the people were carried away. And if you believe not me, look upon the trees and see that it is not the time of figs. Then Abedmelech asked, What then is this month and what is the day? And he answered, It is the twelfth day of Nisan and abedmelech believed and gave thanks to god and after that he gave the old man some of the figs and bade him farewell saying may god guide thee to the jerusalem which is above and he went to find baruch and after a while he found him dwelling in a tomb and they greeted one another and rejoiced and abedmelech told baruch all that had happened to him and baruch marvelled and praised god then they consulted how they might send word to jeremiah at babylon for they perceived that the time of the return of israel was at hand and it was revealed to them that on the morrow at dawn there should come a messenger whom they might send on the morrow therefore baruch rose early and went out of the tomb and saw an eagle sitting upon a rock hard by and he called to it and it came and spoke with a man's voice saying i am sent hither to bear a message for thee 
baruch said canst thou carry a letter to babylon to jeremiah the prophet and the eagle said to that end am i sent so they wrote a letter and took fifteen of the figs from the basket and hung them on the eagle's neck and baruch blessed it saying i say unto thee o king of the birds go in peace and bring back an answer to me be not like the raven which noah sent out and it returned no more to the ark but be like the dove which returned the third day with an answer of peace and if the birds of the air come against thee fight with them and the power of god be with thee turn neither to the right hand nor to the left but go straight as an arrow in the strength of the most high then the eagle flew and rested not until it came to babylon and there it perched upon a tree in a desert place outside the city and waited until jeremiah and some of the people passed by carrying a dead man to burial and it rose up and lighted upon the bier of the dead man and he revived and the eagle said to jeremiah gather the people together and take the letter which is upon my neck and read it in their ears and he did so and the people rejoiced because the time of their deliverance was at hand then jeremiah wrote a letter to baruch and put it upon the eagle's neck and he blessed the eagle and sent it away but the figs he gave to the sick among the people and the eagle returned to jerusalem and gave the letter to baruch and when he read it he wept because jeremiah had written in it all the afflictions which the people suffered at the hands of the chaldeans now when the time was fulfilled the people were set free from babylon and returned to jerusalem and when they came back they rejoiced and gave thanks for their deliverance for nine days and on the tenth day jeremiah stood up before all of them and sang a hymn of praise and when he had ended it he fell on the ground and became as one dead when they saw that baruch and ebnamelech lifted up their voices and wept saying our father jeremiah the priest of god is departed from us and all the people ran together and saw jeremiah lying as dead and they rent their clothes and bewailed him and then made ready to bury him but there came a voice saying bury not the living and at that they left off preparing a sepulchre for him and waited keeping watch about his body till he should revive again and after three days the spirit of jeremiah returned to him again and he rose up and prophesied and in his prophecy he said there shall be a tree set up which will make the barren trees fruitful and the proud and fruitful trees barren and the snow shall be turned to blackness and the sweet waters become bitter and the scarlet shall be white as wool moreover he shall bless the isles that they shall bear fruit by the word of his mouth and he shall satisfy the hungry souls and thereafter he began to speak to them of the coming of the beloved into the world now when the people heard it they were very angry and said he blasphemeth these are the words that isaiah spake and they sawed him asunder with a saw of wood let us slay jeremiah also but him we shall stone with stones and baruch and abedmelech cried out against them do not this great wickedness but jeremiah said be silent for they shall not kill me before i have delivered to you all that i have seen and heard fetch me a great stone and when it was brought jeremiah prayed and said o light of the ages cause this stone to appear in my likeness 
and immediately the stone took upon it the likeness of jeremiah and the people began to stone it believing that it was jeremiah and in the meantime he went on speaking to baruch and abedmelech until he had committed to them all the mysteries which he had heard while he lay in a trance then he arose and stood forth in the midst of the people and the stone cried out with a loud voice o foolish people why stone ye me thinking that i am jeremiah and behold he is in the midst of you and their eyes were opened and they ran upon him and stoned him and his ministry was accomplished but baruch and abedmelech buried his body and they took the stone and set it up over his grave and wrote upon it this is the helper of jeremiah end of legend seven